1: Earth-ish day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, and I hope you had a nice Easter weekend.
1: Yeah, you too. Thanks. I'm excited to talk about plants and nature and growth and greenery and color greenery. Spring
0: things. Spring things. Yeah. Perfect time for all that chat.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome.
0: And the first Me and You episode in a while...
1: Yeah, really long time.
0: So, hey guys, it's me and Kristen. Hi. We host this show. (laughs) How is everyone doing today? Yeah, and as we talk, you know, there's plants in the background and right out your door in your massive backyard, so I feel like they're also guests today.
1: Yeah, I have plants all over the place now. (laughs) Yeah. So how'd you
0: get into plants?
1: we got a house in Michigan <laughs> with a really big yard and decided that it would be a terrible idea to have to mow the entire lawn.
0: <laughs> That'll do it.
1: <laughs> do
0: you plan on expanding the garden from what it is now?
1: Jeff would love to expand the garden as much as humanly possible. <laughs> um, I am slightly more pragmatic.
0: Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of manpower, to. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. Right, it does. Yeah. And... We have eight raised beds in the back in the backyard right now. Those raised beds are four feet by two feet each. In addition to those raised beds, we have a ton of other stuff growing all over the place.
0: And for us non backyard gardeners, a raised bed just means what? That it's not in the ground. You kind of fluff the right. dirt.
1: We made some wood containers oh, that got are it. like if you like if you um like a pool, like an
0: outground pool.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally it. all it means is that it's a bed of dirt. Got it. That's raised up out of the ground. Got it. In a bed. And most of them are made from wood. Like we made them all by ourselves. Got We've it. DIY'd our gardening so hard because I mean, we're on our budget. Yeah. We are like budget conscious DIY gardeners to the max. Like, it would be awesome if one day we had, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to just throw into our garden. Because yeah. that's an awesome thing to throw money into. Because yeah. you can eat your vegetables. Right. You can share them with your neighbors. You can grow beautiful things. You can repopulate the bees. You can do things with pollinators. You can, it's it's a great way to give back. Exactly. You're yeah. giving back to the earth, your community, yourself. There are so many insane health benefits to gardening. It's great exercise. Um, it's great food. Like, I don't have to buy, like, uh, what the, one of the recent big scientific studies said spinach and kale Non-organic spinach and kale are one of the worst offenders for pesticides Mm. in, uh, you know, just generally. Because Mm -hmm. And and that that makes sense. They're leafy greens with lots of little nooks and crannies in them. So if you're spraying chemicals, obviously the chemicals are going to get in the nooks and crannies. So when you grow your own spinach and kale and you don't spray chemicals on them, You don't have to pay $4 for tons of spinach and kale that you're growing organically. Right. And yes, it's a lot of GD work. Yeah. But there's your exercise. Yeah. There's your bringing back to the earth.
0: And your mindfulness. It's.
1: Yeah. You know, there's your pause, you know, like.
0: You can't get any more. Like we've been talking a lot on the show about the undercurrent shift of like digital communication and you can't get more off the phone than gardening like, you really I just can't yeah
1: because like <laughs> oh my god more
0: connected with the earth right
1: in the middle of when when I'm I'm outside in the middle of the summer doing this I bring my phone outside to like take pictures and sometimes mm-hmm. uh, do other stuff make sure I'm not outside too much yeah um because as we have not talked about in a while because it's been winter hell, yeah. I am a clear person. I will state that again for those of you who did not hear me clearly. I am a clear person. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, am, what you meant. I am a white person. And then on the shade of white I am is clear. <laughs> like when I go into a store in the mall to check my shade of makeup, I go up to the nice ladies at the counter and I say,
0: <laughs> where's the whiteout?
1: out yeah I, I'm all the way on this side don't yeah. even bother you know just we'll go to the yeah.
0: you have a nice rose to you though
1: oh yeah I have like the beautiful rosy cheeks yeah like a little but, doll but like make no make no hesitations about it when we go to look at like my wrists <laughs> you can see my veins like I am yeah, a clear person oh yeah you can yeah. see just like I am blue We
0: do.
1: So I can't spend that much time out in the sun. Right. So, like, I am not. I don't need a fancy, like, sun monitor. Just give me right. my phone and set a timer for 15 minutes. Yeah.
0: Or one of those big garden hats.
1: Oh, yes. We need <laughs> – I have a hat. I also have big umbrellas. Fun. All of these, like um, – But to go back to digital minimalism, if I don't, like, set a timer or anything and I leave my phone – like just hanging out on the one of the garden beds mm-hmm. and i it's been more than 15 minutes mm-hmm. or 10 minutes on a warm day
0: yeah
1: iphone throws a temper tantrum iphone literally oh, says yeah. it is too hot out here yeah. for me take <laughs> me inside yeah. i need to go inside it is too hot or i will literally melt yeah and so it is a really great antidote to scrolling And it's one of those things that – before we get, like, way into, like, what I do and how did this turn into, like, this insane hobby that I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would do, Mm -hmm. aside from this hobby that I never, ever, ever thought I would do, yeah, uh, because I didn't think I would ever get over the sound of my own voice –
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, this hobby podcast, sure. This hobby podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think that growing and growth and plants and nature have so much to teach us about the ways in which we can look at our own lives. Yes. And... One of the things that Austin Kleon talked to us about was getting off of mechanical time, mm-hmm. which was throw away the clocks. And I mean, obviously, we can't literally throw away the clocks, guys. I am not being But don't like, make
0: them rule your life, right?
1: Yeah, they don't have to be the end all to everything. Right. Like, you don't need to have a five-year plan and stick to it every single second of your life. You don't need to have a, you know, what's going on this quarter of my life? What's going on this second of my life? What's going on this week? What's going on this season? Like, And I think that, and especially when we look at growth, like, and especially when we start to bring it into smaller, shorter term ways of looking at things. Mm -hmm. Because when we look at shorter terms of looking at things, the smaller picture, when we zoom in, there's more for us to nitpick. Sure. There's less for us to look at. And
0: we don't see the big picture. You say when we're like micromanaging kind of our life?
1: Yes. And the things that we have to look at are, well, let me take a pause there and say, when we zoom in on these types of areas, generally they can be quote unquote problem areas like why is this section not growing why didn't i grow here why have i stopped growing i want to flip that on the i want to flip that and say that's not what growth is right dormancy periods exist in growth all of the time and to say that you know well if you have a five-year plan In your five-year plan, there has to be a period along that five-year timeline where you're not moving forward Mm -hmm. because forward is not the only way to grow. You can't possibly be moving forward constantly and growing at the same time because that's not how growth happens.
0: I hear you. It kind of makes me think of like, because in my world, the way plants have kind of worked in is when I got my apartment about four years ago, right? A little less than four years ago. And, and there's like this nursery, this plant nursery, literally two minutes up the block from us. Like a big, giant plant nursery. And it's my sister's favorite spot. It's my favorite spot. And so, yeah. So like a, this time last year, when I was going through all that anxiety, I mean, that was the first two seasons of the podcast and like me talking about it but I needed to just watch something grow like I knew I wanted to put plants in this apartment in my space but I just needed to watch something grow like that was like the only like criteria of like what I wanted to plant so that's it I got dirt and whatever and like fast forward a year they're still growing you know but it was what I needed I just needed to see something bud and know that there was like life but then that makes me think like right like what you were just saying about dormancy like I have a fiddly fig that I I have to water on the regular, but it doesn't, there's no like sign that I'm doing the right thing. It's just, it still needs the water. But then out of nowhere, I'll see a new leaf blossom. I'm like, oh, what were you waiting for? I was watering you all this time. Like you can't not water it because then it will just die. But if you're watering it and you're not seeing growth the way you think you should or at the pace you think you should, it doesn't mean you still don't water it. Like, I think that's kind of how it applies to us. It's like even when we have these dormant periods and we're not seeing growth in our lives as fast as we want or when we think we should. Like It doesn't this, mean
1: we're not growing.
0: It doesn't mean we're not growing. And, like, you still got to keep going. yourself, Right, like keep going and, and do the things that that promote growth, even if you're not growing.
1: Even yeah, if you so- don't see the
0: growth, right.
1: This year, I tried, well, last year, the end of last year, I tried something new. And I mean, I screwed it up. (laughs) And by screwed it up, I mean, I didn't do it in the ideal way. And I'm going to talk to it. Let's let's talk about it, right? Let's do it. So, like I said, I have eight raised beds in the backyard. For the past couple of years, I've been planting tomatoes in them. And last year, my tomatoes were good, but they were not as awesome as they could have been, which means the soil needs to be, uh, it just needs to not have tomatoes grown in it this year, and the nutrients in the soil need to be changed out. Okay. Um, did you learn about crop rotation in grammar school?
0: (sighs) I know it vaguely but not from grammar school
1: oh we learned about it in like fourth grade as part of like uh when um i think we learned about it as as part of what native americans did
0: much more progressive than our school was i guess i
1: feel like (laughs) we had really good um i know this was like a new jersey thing where we had really good native american uh history classes nice I think it was. Part, I think it's part of like policy initiative. Um, the New Jersey history policy initiatives are like really serious. Like what you have to learn because of New Jersey history. But all right, so, North Arlington. I, I know, see you. Right? I see you. <laughs> um, so crop rotation means that you need to change out the things that you're growing in specific spots so that you can make the soil as nutrient dense as possible. Okay. because the types of plants that you grow in them will leach out specific nutrients yeah. and then when you plant the plants there, there won't be those nutrients to feed the plants anymore mm-hmm. so I don't know exactly what specific nutrients the tomato plants leach up from the soil um, but the soil in my beds have been taking up the tomato nutrients Yeah. so I need to switch out the plants so at the end of last season, and I mean the end of last season. Yeah. Like, end. August, and when I No, 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 no. I mean, like, literally middle of November. Okay. Like, it had, like, snowed once already. All right. It had snowed once already. My sister went to a garlic festival in upstate New York with my parents, Big garlic festival out there. And she brought me a bunch of garlic. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Let's just stick some garlic in the ground and see what happens. Okay. And I'm like, what's the latest that I can plant this garlic? I'm looking on the internet. I'm looking on the internet. And like, man, everyone says something different. Okay. And finally, it's like, well, in Saskatchewan – They plant garlic until November 30th. And I'm like, okay, well, if Saskatchewan can plant (laughs) garlic until November 30th, I can plant it on November 20th. Okay. And so I went and let me tell you how easy it is to plant garlic, guys. You take a clove of garlic and you stick it in the ground.
0: And what happened?
1: Well, now there's just a ton of little garlic stems coming out of all the ground
0: fun now so it harvested all winter like
1: the whole winter and like we had negative 20 degree temperatures
0: garlic's supposed to make your stomach like freaking like a tank so maybe (laughs) it's like the black box of of herbs
1: (laughs) right like and that's the whole thing is you have these plants that you plant them in the fall you have these bulbs and they get in there they get in the dirt and they're like Yo, I am here Mm. and I'm going to sit here in this dirt for, I mean, it literally got, this was the coldest winter in Michigan in Mm. 50 years.
0: Yeah.
1: And these tiny little, little garlics, tiny, 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 tiny little bulbs of garlic. I love it. Are like, no big deal. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. We are going to persevere. I love it. And just deal with it. I love
0: it. Like, and everything, every time you tell me a plant garden story, my poetic brain just goes, oh God, like it just makes all these like metaphors, connections. Like that reminds me of like people in the world that are like bold and like go getting and like don't let outside things like affect them. Like I wish I was more like that. Like I Rich, wish more I was like, like garlic. garlic. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I'm the timid little plant that is afraid of when the wind blows. Like I want to be like garlic.
1: Well, and That's it's like, awesome. You have to have faith. Yeah. And True. I, like, until literally April 1st, Yeah, I had absolutely no idea mm-hmm. that these things popped up.
0: Yeah.
1: No clue. Yeah. And then, like, on, I think it was the week before, because my mom and my dad also got garlic at the Garlic Festival and right. planted a whole bunch. My mom sent me a picture of, like, look at all our garlic. And I'm like, but I don't even have any yet. <laughs> and then, like, the first week, uh, the week before April 1st, I went out and I saw that we had one garlic out and I was like, okay, well, at least one, (laughs) at least one worked. Yeah. And then the next week, I mean, we have (laughs) two dozen, maybe three, and it's all literally you take one clove of garlic and the pointy part, as long as the pointy part is sticking up. Mm. And then it's just all these little, like, just. Pokes of green and they're like firm sticks. You're gonna have to share it on
0: on something so we could see what it looks like.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's just and 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 for I mean, I posted them. I yeah, I posted them. I planted them.
0: (laughs) You're gonna post them soon.
1: I planted them in mid-November, and here we are, mid-April. That's awesome. And they are in the ground just
0: five months ago.
1: Yeah, just being garlic. Just kicking ass in your garden. Yeah, just trusting that <laughs> yeah. one day it will get warm again.
0: Yeah, and you know what else, too? Like, it makes me think, like, you kind of felt like you took a risk. Like, what do I do with this garlic? Or, like, you were curious what was you were going to do. So you're like, fuck it. Like, let me plant it. Like, sometimes I think gardening and planting is good for, like, Testing out your perfectionism Or like trying to bust your Because like honestly What would the worst thing be Like I almost feel like If I had a garden I'd be like Oh I wouldn't want to mess it up But can you mess up a garden Right and like and, And how bad would the mess up be Like it would just be a lesson learned And like more plants would grow That would grow Like and I also feel like Plants in general. Like I find when I go plant shopping, I'm always looking for the perfect looking plant. And even if you buy the perfect looking
1: plant, it's It's gonna gonna grow wonky. eh? Right. So it's so humbling. And
0: and when you grow
1: plants to eat. Yeah. The plants that look the best are almost never the plants that taste the best.
0: Hmm. Metaphor for life! It's it's (laughs)
1: And it's so like, yeah. Like, I know you've been talking about your journey with OCD and trying yeah. to practice this, like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Right. Well, the worst that happens is all my plants die. Well, okay. Well, I learned a hundred ways that plants can die. Yeah. And then you start new seeds. Yeah. And the cool thing is, especially when, like, And that's why I really like growing, like, tomatoes and peppers and things that come with seeds inside. Because then you get free seeds. And then you can just start them over again. Yeah. And, like, that's, I think that that life cycle of a plant of, like, hey.
0: Redo. Restart. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And seeing so many different varieties of one thing, like, that's why I love tomatoes. Like, right now, I think I have, I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 20 different varieties of tomatoes growing. Mm -hmm. And, like, they all start out, all the seeds look the same. Pretty much the same. The very, 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 very tiny tomatoes, their seeds are a little bit smaller. The bigger tomatoes, their seeds are slightly bigger. And when they germinate, the first two leaves look pretty much the same on most tomatoes. The second two leaves can look a little bit different. And then when they get a little bit bigger, like when they're, you know, infant tomatoes, they look a little bit different. Then when they're teenager tomatoes, you can start to really tell the difference. Yeah. And then seeing the differences between the different types of like one very specific type of one very specific type of one very specific type of something sure and then seeing how changes to those types of things like i have a variety of tomato that i've been growing for three years now um in my opinion it is a very ideal tomato uh, you you kind of made it? I got it. I got the original tomato from my tomato whisperer lady. <laughs> okay. And um, then over the last, I got it from her four years ago. And then I picked the one that I liked the most four years ago. And then I saved the seeds from that one. Mm-hmm. And then over the past couple of years, I've saved the seeds from the ones that I liked the best. So, yes, I've kind of made uh-huh.
0: it. What is that called? The German? No. I don't know. Never mind. I'm th- trying to think of one word that it means to, like,
1: generate your own species. Um, that's Whatever. a good question.
0: It's, like, right here, but I can't think of it.
1: But go ahead. Okay, so I have this one tomato that I have, it's, a, like, a small-ish sized tomato, and it can be used for making tomato sauce. It can be used to eat raw. It can be used to chop up for salsa. It's, like, a really good everything tomato. Mm-hmm. And... I had two plants that I grew from the same set of seeds They grew right next to each other. And then eventually I put them in two different size containers right next to each other. Mm-hmm. The one that was in a bigger container grew bigger tomatoes. The one that was in a smaller container grew smaller tomatoes right next to each other. Yeah. And like very subtly, but I started... Picking them and weighing them right next to each other. Yeah. And learning about these small things, like, hey, if you give yourself a little bit more room, you'll have more room to grow.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. If you give yourself a little bit more space and, like, things with, like, tomatoes especially, cut off the branches that aren't going to give you the types of fruit you need so that you can let your leaves get as much sun as possible because the leaves are what need to see the sun so that the sun can touch all the leaves so that they can get as much energy as possible so that they can produce as much fruit as possible.
0: Metaphor for life. <laughs> so good.
1: Yeah. And there's so many things that you can learn about like, well, you know, what do you really want? Yeah. Do you really want as many tomatoes as humanly possible? Do you want, just some really really strong tomatoes do you want to not have to worry about it at all and just like if you get tomatoes cool right because it's your hobby and like there's a way to do it so that like you're the most energy if you can create the most energy efficient plant possible yeah but I mean that's a lot of work
0: Yeah. And like, as you're talking to, it's so clear to me that you've done this for a lot of years, because just like with any, it's making me think like, just like with any hobby, like even the paper crafting that now both of us and a lot of our listeners have been into for many years, like we're at a seasoned point in that hobby. Like for people who are like me, who would want to do a garden eventually in a backyard, like there's going to be seasons and seasons and seasons of like a learning curve and like you're saying like trying to get to know what you want like maybe at first you don't know what you want maybe you just want to put a seed in the ground and see what happens like that's kind of the attitude you have to take with anything new and even though all this gardening talk and plant talk and plants are in and all that stuff like it's still a craft you know like guardian thing so just like with any craft like there's going to be that period where you're not any good or just this period that it's going to be all experimentation or this period where no matter how many books you read, unless you do it, you know, you really won't really learn. Right.
1: And I think that's the whole thing that another thing that I want to like, kind of like dispel that myth of like, you need to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm. because no one knows what they're doing.
0: In until you've
1: been right <laughs> yeah. until you've been doing it for like ever. Yes. You will only know what you know. Yeah. And the only things that you'll be able to know are the things that you figure out. Yeah. And I think the only way to figure out things is to take what you've learned, yeah, and add them to your experiences, right? Yes.
0: It's such a dumb obvious given statements but we our brains emotionally don't react that way I can say that for like I think that's where anxiety comes from is you going but I don't know how to do this but we don't realize that you have a limited amount of information and experience so that's why you don't know like help
1: (laughs) and like it's scary it's scary to I mean I've killed so many plants this season already but like that's why I grow hundreds and hundreds of them Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter because in September, I saved a 1,000 seeds.
0: Yeah.
1: And these numbers may sound obscene to you guys now. And granted, they sounded insanely obscene to me three years ago. <laughs> but when you crack open a tomato, see how many seeds come out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go, to, go, go to the grocery store. Cut open a bell pepper. How many seeds are inside a bell pepper? Sure. Right. There are like literally 200 seeds inside of a bell pepper
0: see, my stupid brain doesn't even make a connection that that seed can be planted to make more. Like, I'm just like, oh, see, it's like,
1: like, I don't know. I, I, Right? No, like, that's the crazy part. Yeah. And, like, this is when it all ties back into growth of, like, you have one seed. That one seed is going to create one plant. That one plant can create, I mean, if, if you take care of the plant well, that plant can create a hundred fruit. All of those fruit can then create another hundred seeds. Yeah. That's that another... I, and so, guys, mess up. Yeah. Because if you have a thousand seeds and you only need one more plant to get another thousand seeds, that's... You don't even get need a ninety nine. It's a, you don't even need a ninety nine percent failure rate. Like right. you're you don't. I mean you don't even need a one percent success rate. I don't. Let's not go with failure rate because that's flipping it upside down. You can screw up so much and still be so successful. Yeah. Like you can you can screw up so much and still be so successful. And learn so much, so that like when you are screwing up so much, you're getting more and more and more and more and more successful as you go on.
0: And and gardening, the screwing up is invigorating. Like it's it, like ooh, what can we fit, what can we try now? Like it's like, and I think we need to take that attitude a little bit in life with
1: things. And, yes, yeah. and it gets exciting. And like, I mean, it sucks when I go outside and. One of my plants is broken. Yeah, it ma- it hurts me. It makes yeah. me really sad. But then immediately, it I go into like triage mode. Well, what yeah. can I do? What, you know, what is the plant first aid that I've learned? Yeah, how can I be like? <laughs> I go from plant mom to plant EMT.
0: Yeah,
1: like, and and plants are so resilient.
0: Yeah,
1: they want you know, plants don't just know how to roll over and die. Sure. Like, they, they don't. Like, that's not in their DNA. Mm-hmm. They they don't just say, oh, well, you know, my arm was cut off. I'm done. Yeah. Guess I'm going to shrivel up now. And you
0: know what, too? The fact that what you just said and also um, what we were saying, like, it's invigorating to screw up with plant with gardens. But wow. – Gardening, there's no way gardening could be for more than, the, than you. Like, you know what I mean? It's a very personal thing. Like, you can share your garden and share things from your garden. But I think it makes such a big difference, the attitude we take, because we know it's for our eyes or anyone that comes to our backyard. Like, it isn't one of those. Take a look at the progress I'm making. Like, every other hobby could be. Like, I mean, you can take pictures. But I think the fact that it, you, the, the relationship between you and your garden is so personal That it, like, eliminates all that judgment that you could place on it. So it's, like, one of those precious things that, like, social media can't touch again. But, like, the relationship you have with it
1: is affected by that. I completely agree. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I want to share on social media is going to be stuff from last year. Right. Because a lot of the stuff that I want to share like on a I don't even I don't even know what the words are to say this um on like a day-to-day basis yeah are so the the changes are so minuscule yes that I'm the person who notices because I go to to them every day and I'll be like oh Yes, yeah. that leaf is bigger, yeah. but how the hell do you say that on Instagram? Right, how do
0: you show? And, and that's what's funny because I, when I did my December Daily and talked about my plants, that's what I said. I said, I'm in this season of life and sad and waiting, but there's so much slow and steady growth and then... You look up one day and realize that you've bloomed. Like, I feel that about looking at the plants. It's like, you know something's happening, but there's no way that you could stare at the plant and watch it happen. Like, it happens at such a slow and steady pace that you can't capture it unless you are, what do you call that, like, uh, time-lapsing it. Right. Like, there's, every time you look, it looks the same until you turn away and then look back and go, fuck, it grew.
1: Like, it's It's the whole, it's the whole boiling water thing. Yeah. You can't, you know, a watched pot never boils. Yeah. Kettle. Sorry, guys, I am so messing up my metaphors today. (laughs) Apologies. But finally, we all get exactly what you're saying. And I think this happens with uh, nature around us, too. And I want to bring this back to that a little bit of all of the flowers that we all love. We all have favorite flowers. We all have favorite trees and things that bloom in the neighborhoods none of that stays in bloom forever right you know like everyone who's like i love cherry blossoms i love cherry blossoms too
0: i love magnolia trees one week i get one Uh, week (laughs) exactly yeah
1: we get and dude those trees don't have a calendar they're not like Oh, yeah, April 15th is here. That's when I'm supposed to bloom. Sure. They're not on mechanical time. Right. They lie dormant until it's time for them to do their thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And they go through a process. And it's not like, oh, yeah, hurry, 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 because we need to get there by this time, this date, or else, you know, we're late, we're late, we're late for a very important date.
0: Right.
1: It's no things happen for a time and a reason and sunlight and temperatures, which God only knows are getting wonky as shit lately, but there's not anything. Well, we could plant more trees. We can plant more trees guys. So plant more trees. Um, We will plant trees to combat global warming. (laughs) Planting will help global warming. So uh, that's what we can do to help our trees get back on their cycles and stuff now i'm digressing mm-hmm. um but our plants are not on mechanical time and i think right. spending time with our plants and saying hey you know 90 percent of our plants and you know this is another thing when you are making lots of tomato plants that are or lots of the same of any plants i yeah. just do tomatoes because that's what i do yeah um also lots of tomatoes so that i can make tomato sauce that i can make pizza because we can't make pizza <laughs> i mean pizza I trees would be we- awesome but just saying, pizza trees <laughs> let's patent that um because there is no actual edible pizza pizza around here
0: yeah
1: know. Yeah. um Ooh, hot tip i heard about a guy that makes pizza um on thursday friday saturday and sunday out of the back of a garage so he gets really good reviews on Yelp He's just well, like garage might, pizza guy <laughs> Might have to go check that out Yeah, it's apparently across the street From a brewery in the industrial section Of town, which is just a Triangular strip of two streets
0: I feel like that has your name all over it <laughs> That whole experience Date Not night. gonna lie Date night. Um,
1: It, uh If there's a possibility Of good pizza It might happen because if I had to grow, like, 37 varieties of tomatoes just so that I could make my own pizza. <laughs> You're jonesing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. If some guy in the back of a garage is going to make it for me, it's possible. It. Um, but when you grow all of the same plants, and you feed them all of the same things, and you put them all in the same things, and you've controlled their environment and 90% of them are growing the same mm-hmm. and 10% of them are still like mm, we're going to take our time right. and do it our way yeah you yeah. need to like be like okay cool well yeah. people must be like that too then
0: well that's what I was going to say like the whole magnolia that whole point you were bringing up about the magnolia and like the cherry blossoms is like i l- i would love and the garlic even too like the channeling of the energy of these plants like they're so unapologetic they're like i'm sorry Or I'm not sorry. I'm going to take my time. And this is up. Now's the time. Here I go. Like, I just love the energy around that of like, I have this time to shine and this is it now. So here I am. And when it's not, mm, you might want me to be bloomed. But like, it's not the time for that. Like, I just love that. And it's
1: okay to be the smallest plant. Yeah. You still make tomatoes. Yeah. It's okay to be the last plant to grow into a teenager plant. Sometimes you're the biggest plant. In a very, very, very 100%... I am being literally 1,000% serious with you right now. I grew 200 plants from seeds last year into adult plants. One of them was called Tiny Tiny Blue Pie Climber. I had four seeds... That I thought were destroyed in a winter storm last year. This plant was the hardest plant to grow and I'm having a really hard time growing it again this summer, this spring. The plants did not want to grow from seedlings to baby plants. It did not want to grow at all whatsoever. And by the time all the other plants were ready to grow uh, to go into containers or to go out into the ground outside it was still like not even the size that you would get at the nursery and i'm like come on you gotta you know do something here. here yeah i put it in a container i babied it a little bit by the time that we finished all our plants and took them all down blue pie climber was 14 feet tall and growing over my garage and the tallest plant That I have ever grown.
0: I mean. I just picture blueberry pies. Off of it. But that's not what it grows. It's just like a leafy plant.
1: It is just a. Super super super. Like. It just climbs. And grows out. And as soon as it started. Becoming. An adult plant mm-hmm. and got about three feet tall and growing tomatoes it was like cool I know exactly what I'm doing now <laughs> let me go yeah but until it got to that point it needed a lot of help and I think that that's so true for like so many people is like we get to certain points in our development and I think that like during our season of growth sometimes when we get stuck with like, why am I not growing? What is wrong with my growth here? I want us to switch to the word development Mm -hmm. and say like, why am I not developing? And see if that changes anything for you. Because when we think of things in terms of development, instead of growth, we can kind of take that linearness out of it a little bit, yeah. And or it that becomes
0: awkwardness. A, yes, it yeah. becomes a
1: lot easier to say, oh, okay. Well, in order to develop, yeah, I, I can, I can, I need that encompassingness a little bit more. I love and that. and to say I need to pull something in from here. Maybe yeah. I need a little bit help from here. Maybe I need to reach back. And say, oh, that thing that I did a while ago, that book that I read a while ago, that teacher that I had, or that counselor that I had, or that friend, or that mentor, that really helped me. Let me see if that will help again.
0: Yes. That is brilliant. I agree. I agree. Thank you. Good points. Yes. Develop. And then it also factors in that, um, what did we talk about in the beginning?
1: Oh, a dormancy period?
0: Dormancy period, yes. It factors in when you develop that you're going to need a dormancy period.
1: Right. Well, and that's so true. And when you think about, like, going through puberty, yeah, that's that's how it happens. Yes. You have this, you know, because yeah. puberty hits you. Yeah. And then you have a, you know, puberty hit you. Yeah. And you don't know that it hit you. Yeah. And then puberty hits you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it it's does. Like,
1: oh. <laughs> right. And then that period in between. And then also like you have lots of little dormancy periods in between puberty too. Right. And then it just just keeps whacking you, man.
0: Right. But development allows the space for it and the acceptance of it.
1: Right. I mean, it's not like you get to a you it, We don't just come out of the womb and then just shoot up. Like, yeah. it's not, we, we don't get out at, you know, tiny little babies and then become six feet tall. I mean, yeah. I will never, ever become six feet tall, no yeah. matter what I do. <laughs> but that doesn't happen overnight. Right. We need uh, our dormancy periods. Also, you know, if you don't sleep, you're not going to grow. Yeah. If you don't sleep, you're going to be an asshole. Like, you need that dormancy period so that you can be a functioning human being. Mm -hmm. We need to rest in order to not just grow, not just develop, but to exist. And we need to exist before we can thrive. And I think what most of us want out of growth is to thrive. Right. Because we can grow and, grow and grow and grow and grow and grow but to what end
0: right but I think that's the factoring in of when we see other people thriving when other people have reached their development in a certain area then we we just like they always say what is it a plant doesn't look at someone else bloom it just blooms or something like that a plant doesn't compare itself like because that's right it's that energy of like I gotta focus on me what do I need? what is my pace of development like we don't do that as a culture anymore
1: and plants aren't blooming to show off how cool they are to
0: out bloom another plant you're
1: right exactly they're they're blooming so that they can give off seeds so that they can make more plants yeah
0: but and but then the thriving the kickback of the thriving of feeling so developed is very personal and very self-accomplishing. It has nothing to do with anything else around you or anyone right. else around you, right?
1: And you can only get to that space when you are enough inside. Yeah. Like, I think it comes back mm-hmm. down to the, the, the HALT and um yeah. acronym. Are mm-hmm. you hungry? Are you angry? Are you H-A-L? What the hell is L? Are you... Hungry? Angry? Lonely? Lonely. See, I'm hungry now, so. (laughs) Right. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If you're hungry, if you're angry, if you're lonely, or if you're tired, you're never going to be able to thrive. And you're never going to be able to bloom. You're never going to be able to take care of yourself if you're those things. So you need to be able to take care of yourself bare minimum. Yeah. And once you start taking care of yourself, your tiny little person inside, then you can move on to doing bigger and bigger things like considering giving yourself out more and more because the other thing is once um, if you have a a messed up plant and it gives out bad seeds then all those seeds are gonna make messed up plants so when you're blooming And giving off your seeds. You want to make sure that your seeds are coming from a place that's whole and coming from a place that's beautiful and coming from a place that's awesome. And it's totally okay if you can't do that. Because that's another thing we've talked about on this show so many times is you don't have to bloom for anyone else. You don't have to bloom at all. If you're not ready to bloom, like there are cactuses that – Don't bloom for 30 years. Yeah. Because they just don't have the energy. It takes them 30 years to be filled up with enough water to be to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, guys, I got this. I am ready to go.
0: (laughs) On that note, my little baby cactus that I got back in October had its first bloom last week. I'm going to show it in after chatter because it's so exciting. It was this tiny little prickly little, I thought they just grow up. Like I've had a lot of succulents that just were whatever they were on top, but then they've grown like a stem. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were like this little tiny bulbous little cute munchkin of a thing. But then they look like a palm tree by the time they grew. So I thought cactuses just grow up. Nah, this cactus sprouted like a know, baby prickly little like on top of its, head. it was the cutest thing. I got to show it in After Chatter,
1: and we should just get yeah. over there. But it was. We can talk s- about succulents a bunch in After oh Chatter because so cute. This I started growing succulents the last in the last six months, and this has been another thing that I have been <laughs> failing and learning a lot about. Yeah. So that can be, uh, yeah, an awesome thing that we get into because I think that's a really great. That has really helped me with my mindfulness. Mm. That has really helped me with my perfectionism complex that has really helped me with my i suck at things why can't i grow these things i I can grow these things (laughs) and then again they're just plants and they can grow anywhere i mean i can buy them i can buy them anywhere i can just re grow them i can do whatever i want i'm not harming anyone I'm just learning and I'm figuring things out and all of it is to help me learn to be a better me and I think that that's kind of cool and also I really like that I can do succulents during the winter inside yeah. because that's my least get to plant month yeah season <laughs> yeah and I need stuff to tide me over and it's been awesome so I would really love to chat about that let's with do you. it. Let's do it. Okay guys this was fun. this was awesome. <laughs> i love this episode happy this earth was, day happy earth day <laughs> happy earth week happy earth year happy earth earth happy earth earth amanda
0: thanks
1: um you guys are amazing we love you if you have any questions about plants if you have any questions about anything we talked about you can always come and chat at us if you have any answers uh,
0: about plants we'll take those
1: two. <laughs> that's true um yeah if you have like really good plant advice come to the discord and chat us up about plants you can find all this cool stuff at our website craftyassfemale.com everything is in the header uh menu show notes are in the episode and we would love for you to come and support the show on patreon it is where our kickass community resides we love you. You help us support the show. You are the best people in the world. We love you very much. I would like to formally thank our two newest patrons, Jen and Aaron. We love them very much. Thank you very much. Hearts to Jen and Erin. Um, and let's go over to Patreon right now for our latest After Chatter episode. You can find that at patreon.com. Just Patreon.com/slash, craftyassfemale, and we'll catch you guys next week with another awesome episode of Female. Love you lots and catch you in a week. Bye guys. Bye.